Welcome to Success Grid, the place for sharing entrepreneurial stories, knowledge, and wisdom to educate and inspire you to always strive to raise your standards in your business and your life. With your host, Hussein Talib. Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Success Grid podcast with your host, Hussein Talib. Today with me, Kay Sother. She has made it her life goal to empower individuals, entrepreneurs, groups, and businesses in order to maximize their potential and exploit their success by assisting and achieving their goals and improving their performance through various business strategies. Kay, welcome to the grid. How are you? I am doing so well. Thank you for having me here, Hussein. Awesome, awesome to have you here. So let me first start by asking you, were you a police officer? In the previous life. Yes, I was in the UK, in London, in fact. I was actually a police officer for six and a half years, believe it or not. Oh, okay, cool. Well, okay, cool. Why did, how, how did you become an officer? Honestly, Why? Yeah. all oh. by accident. It was not an idea of mine to become a police officer, Okay. right? So what happened, in fact, um, I was working in a magistrate's court. And basically, my supervisor told me that I'm not suited for this job. Mm. Because when I was going into different court cases, I realized very quickly that the law doesn't necessarily work the way it should work. <laughs> and, right? and so sometimes I was seeing these people you know, doing terrible things and they were getting away with it. And so I used to go to my supervisor and complain and say to her, because I was a law student. And I'm like, when I was in university, they say you should do it this way, this way, and this way. But it's not happening. What's going on? (laughs) And I found out that the things that I studied doesn't really work like that in real life. (laughs) Right? And so... Because I used to get annoyed and upset with my supervisor and I was like, this is wrong. It shouldn't be happening like this. She said to me, she was like, okay, maybe this job isn't for you. Mm. So I was like, maybe it's not, right? So I decided, okay, let me look for another job. Like, what am I going to do? have no idea, right? And so I just went online and everything and I saw that there was this huge campaign where they were recruiting police officers. Right. And as a joke, saying as a complete joke, I applied thinking they're never going to they're never going to let me become a police officer. <laughs> it's never going to happen. Right. <laughs> and I just applied just as a joke. And then they actually got back to me and said to me that they want me to come in for an interview. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Uh, how long did they take to from from you applying to take talking you to an interview? <laughs> you know what? It's. um. It takes, it's a long process. It is a long process because I applied and then afterwards they sent me loads of forms because they mm-hmm. want to check your background and your family's background, yeah. you know. And so I filled in the forms, I sent it off and then they asked me to come in for um, a day one assessment. It takes a whole day, Hussein, a whole day from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., right? And it was things like doing role plays, writing a letter to the commissioner, having a one-to-one. Like there were so many different tasks that they threw at you and you just had to deal with. 
And so I did the day one. I wasn't sure if I was going to go. I actually said to my mom, I was like, should I even bother going? Like, I don't think that they're going to give me this job in the end. Like, mm. I don't, because me and the police officer, that's that's a bit strange, right? <laughs> Plus, I'm only four foot 11, right? Oh, so sure. I'm a very tiny police officer. <laughs> <laughs> and, so, and so my mom goes, well, just go. The worst thing they can say is no. So I'm like, okay, I'll go. So I went, did my day one. By my day one, I was exhausted. Oh, yeah, yeah. you do exercises, sports, yeah. yeah it, was, it was just draining. And so I was glad to be home. And I was like, I think I did terrible. Because towards the end, I was like, I don't care no more. If I don't get this job, I don't care. This is too much. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I can't do this. And so... um. I said to my mom, I got home, I said to her, I don't think I did well. I don't think I'm going to be hearing from them again, you know. And so about three weeks went past and I got a letter from them Mm. saying, you passed your day one. We want you to come for your day two. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) And so day two now, for the day two, again, it's a whole day. There is all the physical they do so they check your hearing let's check your eyes yeah test right they make you run they make you wait lift weights and so before my day two came they actually told me that i need to prepare because i have to pick up 35 kilograms Mm. right at the time i was at myself i weighed 70 kilograms so that meant I had to pick <laughs> up <laughs> weight. Yeah. <laughs> right? You said to yourself, well, wow, that's heavy. <laughs> exactly. For me, I'm like, oh, my goodness. And so I was at the gym every day. I was running. I was trying to pick weights up and things like this, right, in training. And so my day two came and I went, did the hearing, you know, the eye, um, eye test and all that. All was good. Did the swab test. Everything was fine. Did the running. Now, the running is the bleep test. I don't know if you've heard of it, but basically, you got to keep up with the bleeps. Beep, mm. beep, beep, right? And you get tired, but the bleeps get faster. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? And you got to keep going and keep going. And I passed the running, which was great. And mm. then it came to the weights, Right? And I was like, oh, okay, let's see how this goes. So this is this is the tricky one for me. Hussein? Mm, yeah. Everyone else in my class passed. I was the only one that failed. Okay. Right? I was the only one that failed in my entire class. Everyone else passed. How many how many people were there doing the same thing? There was, I think there was about 12. Mm. Right? And I felt so bad. I felt awful. I was like, I was embarrassed because everyone else passed and I didn't. Right. Mm. And I remember this female police officer. She was she was the one assessing us. And she was like a big lady. Like she she looked like she was like a weightlifter. Right. Yeah. And (laughs) right. Exactly. And she goes to everybody. Everyone else go home. She goes, you, you stay here. Right. And I'm like, okay. oh, my gosh. Right. So everyone left. They took their bags, their coats. They went. And then it was just me and this police officer. And she goes to me, you're going to do this again. 
she's gonna make you repeat everything that you did and failed. How how, how much time did that yeah. took you to to do? Just the weights. She's mm, okay. Because uh. that was where I failed. Just the weights. And she goes, "You're gonna do this again." So I said, "Okay." But you know what she did? Mm. She got in my face. She told me that I'm worthless. She's told me that how am I going to be able to cope in the streets if I can't do this, right? And she was making me do it. And she was making me so mad because she was in my face, right? <laughs> so, 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 basically, so basically she pushed you <laughs> into doing it. Yeah, right? And then she kept going and kept going and told me, how is anyone going to take you seriously? No one can take you seriously. Like, don't be a wimp. That's what you're acting like, right? All of this, and I'm telling you, I had steam coming out of my ears. I was so annoyed, right? Yeah. And then she goes to me, she tapped me on the shoulder, she goes, stop. So I stopped. And she goes, look at the screen. So I looked. Hussein, I passed. Mm. So, so she like she did she she kind of pushed you over the cliff, but uh... <laughs> But, right, but and, it then worked. She goes to, and then she goes to me. See, I knew you could do it, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, so yeah. I was like, oh my goodness, she made me get so mad, right? But it was her way of pushing me. Mm, cool, right? uh, uh, cool thing. So maybe this is one of the things that then made you transform that you want to quit and be an entrepreneur, right? No, that wasn't. Mm, I quit again by accident. I'm telling you something. I'm saying everything I do happens by accident. I don't plan it any of it, <laughs> right? Okay. I don't plan none of it. So when I so so after that, I got suited and booted for a uniform, right? And I passed and I did it. And I was like, okay, I guess this is what I'm doing, right? No plan to do it. I was doing it for six and a half years, and I got pretty good at it. Mm-hmm. And um, I thought, Hussein, that if there was anything for me to worry about, it would be that I would get hurt or on danger in the line of duty. Mm-hmm. Right? I thought when I'm out there... It, in it's, uniform, uh, being being in a police officer, sometimes, it could be dangerous sometimes. Yes, right? So I thought, I was like, if anything is going to happen to me, it would be while I'm at work. But guess what, Hussein? That was incorrect. Because what happened to me is one night I went to bed. Perfectly fine. No issues whatsoever. Next morning I woke up, jumped into the shower, and as soon as the hot water touched my skin, it started burning. So I jumped out, ran to the mirror, and found out my entire body had come out in a rash. Okay. I don't know where it came from why it's why it was there but my brother actually drove me to the hospital right okay. had all these tests done and everything and I remember waiting in the consultation room for my doctor to come in to give me my results and as I sat there he opened the door took one foot in and he looked at me and he said you were lucky to get here when you did mm-hmm. exactly what, 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 what was it So that's that's what I said to him. I was like, well, what's going on? What's happened here? 
And he said to me, he goes, if you didn't get here when you did, then your throat would have closed up. Well. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, my goodness. What if my throat closed up while I was asleep? I would never have woken up the next day. And so I said to him, I go, how did this happen? Where did it come from? And he goes, this form of rash is brought on by your body being overly stressed. Mm. Yeah. And so I didn't realize how much of a stress this job was having on my body, mentally, physically, and emotionally. And so at that point, I decided that I have to quit my job because my life is now on the line. Yeah. Right? And it's not because I'm out on duty. It's something completely different. Yeah, it's something right? that you did not expect that would be the right. thing that it would be. Yeah. So, th- so yeah so this is where you you decided that this could be dangerous on my life i have to do and find something else to 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 be or to do or to have passion for right no <laughs> okay no, not yet because i was still thinking i need to find another job Oh, okay, so you're here. You're not in the level of like, oh, I want to go work for myself. You still want to do oh, find yes, some something yes. else. I was thinking about it. Mm. I was thinking about it, but I wasn't quite there yet, right? And so, um, I was thinking I'm going to take six months off, do nothing, figure this out, make make sure my body everything is on point again, right? And then I'll start another job. Mm. right but again everything i plan never works out the way i plan it and things happen by accident yeah life happens what can you do (laughs) it does it does and so i remember my last day at at the um, police role right was a friday and i quit i finished that was it i'm done and then my friend called me and she goes to me i have an event in london in central london why don't you come down and network and meet people, um, you know, and just, you know, meet new people and all this stuff. And I was like, you know what? I cannot be bothered. I'm done. I've quit my job. I just want to stay at home. I don't want to speak to anybody. And she was like, no, just come down and check it out. If you don't like it, then go home. <laughs> okay. So I was like, okay, I'll come down. So I went down there and Hussein, there was a bunch of people there. I felt so out of place because there were bankers, accountants, they were in a suit, right? And I'm like, oh, my God, like, this is not my scene. So I did what anybody else does. I went to the event, I walked straight to the bar, and I ordered a drink, right? Right? I ordered my drink, and I, I was at the bar, I was waiting for my drink to get done. And this gentleman came up to me in a suit, right, all done up, and he started asking me questions. And what was weird was the type of questions he was asking me. Mm-hmm. He was saying to me, oh, so what do you do as a job? And I told him I just quit my job, right? I told him what I was doing. He goes, what have you qualified in? What is it that you want to do? You know, um, what are my skills? All this stuff. And I'm like, I'm answering all of his questions. And I said to him, hold on a second, who are you? And he goes, oh, he goes, I'm a member of parliament and I think you'd be great on my team. <laughs> Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. And I was like, what? And he actually worked um under Nick Clegg for Liberal Democrat. 
And so he said he wanted me to join his team and be part of the um, campaign marketing. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, are you serious? Like, you don't even know me. And he was like, yeah, he goes, all the skills that you have, everything that you've done, you'll be perfect for this role. I go, I've never done, I've never been a campaign manager. I've never done that. Right. And he goes, it doesn't matter. You'll learn on the job. (laughs) Right. So I quit my job on a Friday. I went to this event Friday evening. The following Tuesday, I was now a campaign manager for Liberal Democrat. <laughs> well, so my six months of having off didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> Obviously. What I, what I learned very quickly, I didn't last long in politics because I found that in politics, there's more criminals than there are in the police force or in the prisons. <laughs> Right. Well, yeah, well, yeah. Anything that involves uh, government or these kind of things, uh, <laughs> it's full of crap. Let's say, mm-hmm. and uh, even even if even if the honest, let's say the good ones, uh, the the bad voices in general over overrule overrule them. So yeah, there there should be some people there, yeah. But eventually, to me, the government in general, whichever government, they they, they lie in general. They don't do sometimes the the best interest of their people. Sometimes, sometimes it's corrupt to the point where that it's uh, individuals who take the gains because in general. In general, uh, they have the businesses, they have the things that they run. So <laughs> they make a lot of things to go smoothly for their, for themselves, right? So what's, right, the, what's right. the point? Exactly. And so I, I think I lasted like a month. And that was it. That I was done with that now, right? And so then I decided, oh, I want to get into events, live events. Right. Again, Hussein, I have no qualifications, no experience, but this is what I decided I wanted to do. And everyone's telling me I'm mad. They're like, no one's going to employ you. No one's going to have you on their team because you don't have no qualifications or no experience. And I said to them, I had no experience as a campaign manager for Liberal Democrat. They employed me. And I said to them, I don't, I don't have an account um, qualification or a bookkeeping qualification, but a company employed me to do their bookkeeping, right? <laughs> like, I had so many different jobs that had no qualifications or background in there, but people still employed me, right? I mean, the policing, I've never done anything like that. They took me on as well, <laughs> right? I just went through their process. Yeah. And so people are like, no, you're mad. You need to get a proper job. You know, um, what's what's a proper job? What does that mean? Um, proper job to them meant a job that um, I actually qualified in. So I went to uni and I studied law and criminology. So a job in that area. Mm. Right. Because if I go outside of that area, no one's going to employ me. Mm, well, uh, this is speaking of that. First of all, law and criminality—that's also corrupt. Maybe <laughs> second thing. <Yeah. laughs> second thing now in, in in this today's world, I think like most of us when we study university for when we finish, let's say high school and go into university for four years, 
what we study is like you mentioned earlier it's different that what is the actual jobs that we do Uh, yeah. and most of people nowadays they study some some major and end up working in something else because now the war yeah sorry you know what the people that were around me that studied what they did in college and university every single one of them have the job in that area mm Sometimes, they, all, yeah. they all knew what they wanted to do from the beginning and they followed that path. The difference was I had no idea what I wanted to do. When yeah. people asked me when I was younger, what do you want to be when you grow up? I said to them, I want to be rich. <laughs> right? I don't yeah. know how, I don't know when, but that's what I wanted to be. Okay. Why, why did you want to be rich? Like, uh, you, you, is there someone from, from your family who's rich or you saw some people who are rich? No, because I didn't want money to be any sort of um, a block, a wall, or a reason why I can't have something because I didn't have enough of. Like, if I want something, I want it, right? And so mm. being able to have money where money is no longer an object was, a you know, a huge deal to me. Because my parents growing up always said to me, oh, you know, if I wanted those new trainers, Right. They say to me, oh, no, 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 it's too expensive. You know, if I wanted, I wanted to have my own 16th birthday party. Oh, no, that's a waste of money. Right. Um, I wanted like, I don't know, I want to go to Disneyland. Oh, we have to save up to do that. Mm. Right. And so I guess it was like, okay, money is an issue. I need to have lots of it if I want to do the things I want to do. And so I wanted to grow up making sure I was rich. So if there was anything I wanted to do, I didn't have to wait or save up or be told no. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Because uh, it's so it wouldn't be a worry. It wouldn't be if if you want to do whatever you want to do, do it at the moment. Because a lot of us, a lot of people uh, think about uh, oh, if I do this or I spend on this, I wouldn't have... I don't have any savings because actually I read an article a while back. For example, in the U.S., it's about the U.S. It's like majority of the Americans don't have 1,000 to their name. So imagine that's in the U.S., which is which is one of the biggest economies in the world. Maybe if yeah. if not the number one economy in the world. So imagine that. That's crazy. So, yeah. So, so yeah. A lot of people want to be <laughs> rich. But, yes. Yeah. But how, how did you develop the idea now into into going into your own business after that? So I decided that I wanted to go into events. Right. Again, another crazy idea that I had. And so people were telling me, "No, you're not going to be able to do it. No one's going to employ you." And I said to them, "Watch me. Watch me do this." Right, I'm going to get into events, and guess what? I'm going to do international events. I'm going to be international, right? And they're like, you're crazy. You're still living in, you know, a, a, your own little dream bubble. And so I think it was a week or so after, um, I had a personal trainer because at the same time I was making sure I was getting healthy because of the health issues that I had. I had a personal trainer, and she goes to me, Kay, have you ever been to an event? And I was like, what do you mean an event? She goes, like a seminar where they have a talk on a particular subject. I'm like, what, like university? 
And she goes, no, not like university. It's an actual event, right? So I go, no. She goes, well, there's one coming up this weekend. Do you want to come? And I'm like, sure. What is it about? And she goes, it's a talk to do with mindset. And Dr. Martini is the one that's speaking, mm-hmm. right? And I said, who's Dr. Martini?" And she goes to me, have you heard of The Secret? I'm like, what secret? She goes, it's a book. (laughs) (laughs) Right? She goes, it's a book. I'm like, no, I've not heard of this book. She goes, I advise you read it, it, right? So I'm like, okay. So we went to this event. Dr. Martini was there. Apparently, he was a big deal. I didn't know at the time, right? Now I do because I've done a few of his programs, right? And they're brilliant. Um... And so we took pictures with him, all this stuff. And it was really awesome. And and my friend actually said to me, or my personal trainer said to me, she goes, oh, I hope you don't mind, but I brought a friend along as well. Right? I go, no, more the merrier. Brilliant. And then I met her friend. And then again, she started started asking me these questions. "What What are your experiences? What are your skills? What kind of jobs have you had? You know, what did you study? What do, you, what do you want to be? What What is your passion? And I started telling her I wanted to go into events. I've never done it before, but this is what I really want to do. And she goes, oh, interesting. I go, why is it interesting? She goes, I work for a company. We're building our events department. Would you like to join? <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> and she goes to me, yeah, we're building it out. And they're looking for people to join the events team so we can grow the department. And she goes, if this is what you want to do, she goes, I think you'd be great. And I'm like, I don't have any experience. I don't have no qualifications. She goes, doesn't matter. She goes, we actually have an event in London and the managers are going to be there. Why don't you come down and meet them? Cool. Right? So she took my number and everything. And honestly, I thought, I'm never going to hear from her again. This doesn't happen, right? I mean, it's happened to me once. It can't happen to me again. Like, no way. And a week or so later, she messaged me and she goes to me, this is where the event is going to be. Here's the address, right? Come down. It's between this time and this time. And I'm thinking, well, I'm not doing anything else right now. So I went down there. I met the team. I met the managers. I was speaking to them for like four hours straight. And basically, they said to me, right, we want you on the team. When can you start? Okay, cool. So, 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 so things, good things were coming to your way. Like maybe from even from before you watch, uh, read, have you read the book or uh, the yes, secret? I've read the book, I've watched the DVD, like I've done it all, right? Um, and so, yeah, all these things were happening, but I realized, right, the reason they were happening is because I quit my job. If I stayed and if I stayed and I got better and I came back, then these doors of opportunities would not have presented itself, mm. right? Because mm. sometimes there's, there's certain lessons you have to learn. And so certain pathways take you to this lesson. And if you're going down a pathway that isn't for you, that's when something substantial happens in your life to redirect you. So what I realized is that it wasn't happening to me. It was happening for me. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. And so I didn't know where the redirection was or what was happening until later on, until I started reflecting back. And then I realized the reason why these things kept happening to me was because it kept redirecting me as to where I needed to be. Yeah. 
So I started this um, event company now, right, working in events. They said to me, look, as long as you're willing to learn, it's fine. Then I'm like, okay, great. And then they said to me, what are you doing in two days? I'm like, I said, I haven't got anything planned. Why? And they said to me, oh, great, fantastic. They go, we need you to pack your bags because your first event is going to be in Malaysia and you need to be there in two days. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> so, <laughs> so now I'm international. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Have, have, you, have you watched the movie called Yes Man by Jim Carrey? I have. I have watched <laughs> so, it. <laughs> so, so they should make a movie called Yes Woman. right exactly <laughs> <laughs> and so and then from there on for like five years straight I was living out of a suitcase going from country to city to different places working these live events and I learned on the job and then guess what all of these events that this company was doing was teaching people how to be an entrepreneur mm. teaching people about business about marketing right and at these events we had different gurus different speakers you know different experts talking about all sorts of different things about business and that's where I was like oh I want to be a business owner (laughs) (laughs) this sounds fantastic cool right yeah and so I was actually learning different aspects of business from these people at these events Yeah, the, what what you learn in events is cool because you learn a lot of things, especially from people who've been like doing it for long times. So they give you like nuggets that took them years to to know, and uh, like in a small period of time. That's right. That's right. Exactly. And so I started learning a lot from these speakers, from my team, like all different things, and so. I then, within four months of the company, I became the events manager, right? And then I said to my team that I want to learn how to do sales because there's a lot of other people doing back of room sales, right? But I don't know how to do that. And so I was given training and guidance and I started doing small sales, right? So like, you know, $500 sales, right? Or less. Mm. And as I got better and better and better, that's when I started then doing the high ticket closes, Cool. And started selling like $60,000 programs, $100,000 programs. And then within a year, year and a half, I became the number one closer in the company. Okay, that's that's good. Right. Yes, awesome. So all of a sudden, I'm doing these different things I wouldn't have done in my nine-to-five job and learning skills that I didn't realize I was actually capable of. Mm. Right? And so when you put yourself in a position to wanting to learn more, And getting out of your comfort zone, right? And thinking outside the box and getting creative and keep saying yes to everything. All of a sudden, you're going to find out you're a lot more capable of things than you actually realized. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you need, we need, or in general, we need to open to a new, to new doors or windows or whatever, <laughs> or whatever next. Exactly, exactly. And so... You never stay in your comfort zone because you will never be able to progress that way, right? Mm -hmm. And sometimes things are presented to you for a reason. You're not going to know what that reason is, but just because it's uncomfortable doesn't mean you should say no. Mm -hmm. Like you're just stopping yourself. 
And so if anything does come your way, go for it because you never know what's going to happen unless you do. And if you do try it and you don't like it, then you can say, I don't want to do this anymore. Mm, yeah, right? Everybody yeah. has choices. Exactly. It's your choice of what you want to do. So sometimes, sometimes with this, it's like the the shows that tells you what shows the door one, two, three, for example, and you have a car behind the door and a million behind the door and uh, maybe some Kit Kat bar behind another door. So <laughs> you, you never know which door you will open, but you uh, there's nothing to lose from the choosing exactly. or trying. Exactly right. And so I was doing this for like five years, like I was saying, I was like, this is like the peak of my career, right? I was traveling all over the world. And guess what? The company were paying for my flights, they were paying for my hotel, they were paying for my food, all of my expenses, and then they were paying me on top, right? So I was like, this is like paradise. This is amazing. And then I remember the CEO of the company, he called me and he said to me, he just bought a resort in costa rica right like on a beach swimming pool palm trees like amazing right bought an entire resort and he goes he's going to be holding his mastermind events there mm-hmm. right so people that pay the 60 the 100 the dollars packages and he goes i want you to be part of the team over there Good. right and he goes don't worry about it we're going to pay for your flights to get there because we're paying for your apartment, right? I had my own chauffeur, right? Paying for my <laughs> meals, yeah? Uh, and he goes, but we want you there to do the sales. Mm, cool. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, um, like again, I'm going to be, like, in Costa Rica, in this exotic country, have my own apartment, my own chauffeur that takes me to the resort, brings me back. Like, this is just like amazing right it's mind-boggling to me but I was like yes let's do this right and so I was actually meant to go down there for about four to six months and he goes to me if you don't like it within a couple of weeks don't worry about it you can go back not a problem right (laughs) so I was like okay great fantastic and so I went there it was great I met the team the events the masterminds were awesome nothing like I've ever seen before um and like we used to do the adventures with the with the the group right the clients that used to come down so we used to go zip lining with them we went on the yachts with them went swimming in the ocean right we did surfing like it was incredible I was like and this is a job this is amazing this is like a holiday (laughs) (laughs) you know this is crazy and so did all these you know, wild things, white water rafting. It it was just like paradise. It couldn't get any better. I was there for three weeks. Yeah, that's that's not a job. That's basically a paid vacation with salary, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and then Hussein, I was there for three weeks. All of a sudden, the company shut down. Oh, okay. Why is it? Did they bankrupt? It wasn't, well, I don't know what it was. There's so many stories going around, right? Saying that it has to do with tax or immigration or licensing. I don't know what is actually true. No mm. idea. And so all of a sudden now, just like that, I was evicted 
So I was now homeless. There was no food. There was no water. Yeah. And I never got paid. Mm, okay. They owed me $20,000 and I never got paid. Oh, okay. That's bad. So now I'm in a foreign country. I don't speak the language. I, I'm homeless and no food and water. Oh. What the hell am I going to do? Well, that, that, that's a predicament. Yes, it is. And so I remember when this happened, and as they say, the, <laughs> the shit hit the fire, right? I started laughing. I could not stop laughing, right? <laughs> and my co-workers were looking at me and they were like, do you realize what's just happened? I'm like, yeah, that's why I'm laughing because it's so ridiculous, you know? And so they were there like crying. They were pulling out the hair. They were stressed out. They didn't know what to do. What's going to happen now? How are they going to get out? But because I wasn't in that negative emotion, I was able to think outside the box and get creative because I knew this was just temporary for me. This was not going to be permanent. Yeah. And so what I decided to do is I was like, I've learned so much about business, about marketing, about branding, about overall how business works by being at these events. So what I decided to do, I went to the resort manager and I said to her, I go, you still got bills to pay. You still got staff to pay. And now you've got no money coming in. I said, so let me help you with your marketing, getting other clients to the resort to help you promote, to help you brand. But in return, I need a roof over my head and I need food and water. Mm. And I said to her, you've got plenty of rooms now because you have no clients. Right. Just give me one of those rooms. And. So I tried, I started explaining to her what I can do, how I can do it, how it works. And she goes to me, how did you learn all this stuff? I'm like, through the events. Were you not paying attention? <laughs> you know? <laughs> and she was like, oh. And so we started putting things into place where she was getting a lot more marketing, a lot more promotion done without hardly any money. It was, it was all organic, right? And getting clients through the door so she can actually start paying her bills and paying her staff. Because even mm. though the company shut down, which was the main company, the resort itself was set up as a separate entity and it was still open. Mm, cool. So, so you basically started promoting the resort there. That's right. And then I was like, if I can do this for the resort, I can do this for other businesses. So yeah. then I started going to other hotels, restaurants on the coast and telling them I can do the same thing for them. And that's how I raised money to then get my flight out of Costa Rica and back to the UK. Cool. So when was that? What, what, what year are you talking about? 2016. And you started your business basically after you went back? Yeah, pretty much. So I went back to the UK. I had to sort some bits out because I wasn't actually living in the UK at the time. I was actually living in Bali. 
Mm. Right. But I had to go to the UK because guess what? Even though I had another five years on my passport, because I was traveling around so much, all my pages had run out. So I had to go and get another passport. Mm-hmm. So I went to the UK, got my passport, I was there for two weeks, then I flew back home to Bali. And then what I did, because when you're in Vince, you build so many connections, right? It's a huge platform to network. And I had, you know, built up all these connections with these speakers, with these experts. And so I started calling around and saying, this is what's happened to me. I need help. Like, is there anything out there that I can help with closing, sales, anything, any events going on with other companies? And this is one company in Australia that yeah. said that they are building their events department and they would like me to come and help them out. Mm. I know events already. I know what needs to be done. And so I started helping this company out, hiring new teams, new staff, training them. Now, this company was already making a million dollars a year, right? So it's not too shabby. Mm, yeah. They're making money yeah. already. But he said he wants to scale up. He said he knows I can do better, but I don't know how. And so I started putting processes, procedures into place, hiring the staff, hiring um, you know, new teams, and then you know, just coordinating everything to make sure that it actually worked and it flowed. Mm. Mm. And the first four months, he made his million. Oh, cool. So that's you. So they used to make that in a year. So now yeah. it's like four months. Now he's tripled his money. Yeah. Cool. Right. So yeah. I'm like. Dra- drastic, drastic change. In yes. And so I was like, if I can do this for other people. Why the hell am I not doing it for myself? <laughs> <laughs> and that's when I decided I need to go into business. Yeah. And that's where Uncensored Society came from. Oh, why, why did you call it Uncensored Society? Ah, I'm so glad you asked me that. So the reason why I call it that is because I found when I was doing all of this and helping other businesses and doing sales, that there was actually a gap in the industry. Mm. And the gap was that there's too many coaches and consultants out there that want to tap their clients on the shoulder and tell them, oh, it's going to be okay. It's going to be fine. It's going to be all right. Don't worry. And I'm there thinking, it's not going to be okay unless you do something about it. (laughs) Right? And so... I decided that this program that I have with Uncensored Society is coaching people on five main pillars of business, which is sales, marketing, finance, operations, and leadership. Mm. But I'm not that coach that's going to tell you it's going to be okay when it's not. And if you're screwing up, I'm going to tell you. Get your act together, get your head out of your ass, and do something about it. So you're basically going to be in the face of your clients like that... uh... One who was in your face when you were like uh, taking your police test. There you go. Because why? Why? Because that makes a whole load of difference. Now, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to be, what's the word? I'm not trying to convince people. I'm not there to convince people. This is what I do. This is how I do it. Because I want you to get results. 
if you don't want to get results and you don't want to listen, then fine, then find another coach because I'm not the coach for you then. But I need to make sure you get results. And sometimes people need to kick up the backside. I know I do. Because I've had mentors and coaches and I've realized that those mentors and coaches that got in my face, that's when I had a lot quicker results and a lot quicker progress. Those coaches that told me don't worry about it never saw no results. Some people make uh, make people assured that everything is going to be okay and fine and basically imply that uh, you don't have to do much work for it. These kind of things. When you actually have to do the work, you have to do and grind and do whatever it takes to make your business work. Do like you mentioned, the, the sales, the marketing, the finances, because a lot of businesses go out of business because their finances are bad, for example. Yeah. Some, some of them because their operations are bad, right? Yeah, and then we hear so many people giving me excuses. I don't have time or I've got kids. I, I'm working as well as trying to build my business, right? So... Mm. If you want to give me excuses as to why you can't do it, why the hell are you here? <laughs> yeah. So how do you work with your clients around time? Because like you mentioned, some people, for example, have a, like you did and started from nine to five, a job, and they want to transition to a business or be an entrepreneur. And sometimes it can be risky because, you know, they want to make sure If they have families, for example, they want to make sure that they have food on the table or whatever it is the yeah. case. So yes. how do you work with, for example, these kind of clients? Okay, so if people have a full-time job and they're starting their business, don't ever quit your job until your business is making the same amount as you is as you earning in your job or more, okay? And if anyone tries to tell you to quit your job, right, before that happens, that's that's a big mistake because you know why? You're still going to have those bills. Those bills are not going to stop and you have to find a way to pay those bills, okay? And so, okay, I've got an example of a student. A student said to me that they don't have time for this exact reason because they've got family, they've got um, a nine-to-five job, they just don't have the time, right? And I said to her, why the hell did you hire me as a coach then if that's the case, right? But It wasn't that she didn't want to build a business. And yes, she was making excuses. It was the fact that she was feeling overwhelmed because mm. she had so much going on. She, And so her, I said... Her, her focus was all over the place. She didn't know yeah. where to put the focus. Yeah, or how to put it into focus. And so I showed her how to do this. And in fact, I've got a mini program on this now, completely free on my website, um, if people want to go on there. And so I said, so, okay, let's work backwards, right? So I got to explain to me where she wants to be in a year, right? She told me where she wants to be. I go, okay, where do you want to be in six months? Mm. And she explained to me. And I go, where do you want to be in three months, right? And she explained that to me. And I said, so what's stopping you from getting there? She goes, time. I haven't got the time to do all of this. So I was like, okay, all right, I go to, let's do this. I go, I want you to tell me how your daily um, tasks happen. I want you to tell me 
what time you wake up, how long it takes you to get ready, what time you go to work, what's your travel time to work, right? Um, mm. When you finish work, what, what time you come home, what you do after that. And we did this every day for, for a week. Do you know what we found? Most of her time was going in every single day watching Netflix for six hours. <laughs> this is this is like uh, <laughs> like like maybe I don't want to say ninety percent. Let's say seventy five percent of the world population now talking about Netflix and watching movies. Right. So I said to her, "What if we cut it down to maybe two hours a day?" right and say four hours each day right and put in that time into your business do you think you'd be able to reach your goals and she was like oh my god yes but the thing is she didn't realize that she was doing this right <laughs> sometimes people they they obtain these habits and they don't realize it unless yeah. it's pointed out to them yeah exactly it's right? like it's like it's like it's like when we were at at school or university when we know there is some kind of an exam after a month maybe or two months or the finals are coming we say oh well i will study one day before the exam so days pass by and you haven't prepared anything so it's oh tomorrow is my exam oh how i'm going to make it how i'm going to study all this material like 200 300 500 pages some books are 1000 pages Right. Nothing happens. I, I used to do that a lot. I actually wasn't that much of a studying person. So you go through this. I go skim skim the, the material like and I skim a 500 book in like 30 minutes. So imagine that. <laughs> you- I, I, and I tell myself and I convince myself that I am finished studying. Because when you look at it, you cannot, for example, really actually study, for example, 500 pages book in yeah. in six hours or 12 hours. Right. It's basically right. like impossible if you want to really dig into it. So, so yeah, I, I look at I look at it in like 30 minutes. Oh, okay, I finished, and I threw the book out. <laughs> <laughs> and so, what this program actually does, it helps people um, become more aware and identify the habits that don't serve them so they can now change their habits into what will serve them, right? Mm. But so this is what the program will actually help you go through, which is fantastic because it needs to be pointed out. A lot of people don't realize what they're doing, right? And now she's able to put time to build her business as well as work at the same time and get everything else done with less overwhelm because now she's more structured and organized. Yeah, uh, putting putting structure and organization and and cutting time off that which that is not really necessary. Watching it, this the problem is with, for example, watching TV or YouTube or Netflix is that the shows that people are watching that uh, they are available like almost forever there, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, but the, they choose to to watch a whole series or a whole a whole season in like. 10 episodes or 20 episodes on one sitting and they find another one they finish that on one sitting so when you do that it's you're not going to really do anything else except watching the next episode yeah that's right and yeah you almost get um what's the word like addicted you have to watch the next episode and the next one you need to find out what happens next 
Yeah, and that, that kind of really grabs you, but then it, it ruins you for your business. Yeah, yeah. So, so working with people, have do you think like, for example, being an entrepreneur is for everyone, or or it's not, it's not like for uh, for everyone? No, it's not for everyone. And I've met people where I've actually said to them, you know, why don't you open your business? Because you're so great at what you do. And they've turned and said, no, I don't want to work for myself because it's too much work. I'd rather make, I would rather make someone else rich. Oh, so someone told you they would rather make someone else rich? Yeah, they would rather make someone else rich and them help them get there. But they don't want to be a business owner. They don't want to be a CEO. That is not for them. Uh, yeah maybe because because like maybe you talked about this earlier the, the 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 kind of mindset or accountability when you go to a job you know especially if you have been doing it for some time you know you are going to pass this nine to five hours eight ten hours and you basically do the same thing <laughs> so yeah. there's nothing so there is nothing new there's nothing risky almost and at the end of the month you get this paycheck That's right. But, you you but, get comfortable, yeah, right? Yeah, well, yeah. When you're and, a business owner, uh, entrepreneur, yeah. right? Your mind is tick, 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 ticking away of all different things yeah. in your business. Yeah. What I'm going to do with the sales? What I'm going to do with social media? What I'm going to do? Where should I put my the focus more? Which is basically you should focus on making the sales. Actually, this is where it brings the revenue. But uh, yeah, this is what happens, and there is no accountability. Especially if you if you go in go alone at it, there's almost no accountability. So if you don't put it and grave it in stone or grave it in gold or whatever it is, it's not going to stick. Yeah, it's going to be like that. Watching Netflix yeah. for a couple of hours and then <laughs> do, doing something else and doing something different and a week passes by and there's nothing really productive uh, happened exactly yeah so what what type of products or services do you exactly provide oh so i have a coaching program like i mentioned earlier um on you know the five pillars of business again sales marketing finance operations and leadership um again is not for everybody okay but if people want to get results then mo you're most definitely going to get results from me because if you don't get the results and you don't put in the work, then I'm going to tell you to leave the program, okay? Mm -hmm. And so I, I do have a coaching program on that. And if anybody is interested, then make sure you can either find me and go onto the website and uh, contact me there on the contacts form or on social media. Um, and you can apply. It's, apply. it's an application-based program only. Um, and if you pass the application, then and only then do you actually um, are available to come onto the program. Um, so, yeah, the, that's my program. I also, as you know, I'm also a podcaster now. Um, so that's going great. And again, that is called Uncensored Society Podcast. We talk about business on there that focus on those five main pillars that I've mentioned earlier. So if you want to learn a little bit more, make sure that you start listening to the podcast. Um, and, you know, you're going to start learning like little nuggets from the podcast itself as well. So make sure you start um, listening to those episodes as well. I also actually have a podcast editing agency. Um, mm, podcast cool. editing agency, I realized a lot of podcasters are struggling because they're spending so much time editing, 
graphics, promotion, all by themselves. And it's so much work, right, for every single episode. Mm. And so I built an agency where we do that for people. We do that for podcasters. We take away the headache, right, and we'll take it on and, you know, and we'll actually do it. So you have time to scale your business and your podcast so you don't have to, you know, worry about every, anything else. Mm, yeah, cool. um, so that's there as well. And that's actually on makeyourmarkagency.com. Mm, cool. So what would you say, okay, one takeaway for this episode? What would I say is one takeaway? Mm. Um, the biggest takeaway I would say to people is that remember that you have choices. Um, no one else is to blame. It's your life. You decide. You are the CEO of your life. You decide <laughs> how you want to live. Yeah. And so if you're not happy with something, you've got to decide to change it but it won't change unless you actually do something about it uh, but make sure that you realize that you do have choices it's not because of covid it's not because of your employer or your boss or your husband or wife or anyone else you make that choice yeah exactly a lot, a lot a lot of talks happened between me and other people about that yeah the government is bad a lot of times they they don't support people yes there is a lot of taxes there is Forget that the rich avoid taxes, but this is not the issue. The issue is uh, we need to always to stop blaming other people and start looking in inside of out and start working things from our from ourselves and for ourselves, right? Right. I mean, the new excuse I've heard now is, oh, my God, everything has gone up. The prices have gone up for everything now, right? And I'm like, great. That means you just have to make more money. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that, that's a new that's a new perspective you can look at it. Yes, because eventually when prices go up in the world, generally they go up in because trade in general, international trade goes up, costs go up in general. That's that's the issue. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yes. uh, awesome. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So let's just make more money. Yeah, exactly. That's uh, I love that. This is what uh, let's be let, let's be rich. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> or, or richer, let's say. <laughs> awesome. Okay, thank you for being here today with me on the Success Grid podcast. It's, it was fun. Yes, it was fun. Thank you for having me on here. I appreciate it. It's been a lot, a lot of fun. Thank you for listening to this episode of Success Grid. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And if you found value in the show, rate and leave a review on iTunes. For more resources, visit successgrid.net. Until next time.